This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello. I feel like it's been 24 hours since I've seen you, Karen. It has been less than 2-4 HR. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to be cute. Sorry, it didn't work. Hey, it worked. I I doubted myself. That was adorbs. (laughs) What's your favorite slang these days, Chris? I like, uh, I just like to abbreviate pretty much any word. Sure. Any yep. abri- uh, I I'm being Abreeves. totally sarcastic. I don't, I, I have a problem with the uh, abbreviating words, especially when the abbreviation is uh, like the same syllables. Where it's not really saving time. There's not an efficiency element happening. For instance, there's a bar near my house called Little Joy. Pretty easy sure. to say, Little Joy. A lot of people call it LJ. Um, I think that that's uh, the same amount of effort, really, pound for pound. Don't you agree? Let's let's have a couple minutes of silence. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have the same feeling where I think, it doesn't make me mad or anything, but I do observe a lot of people putting a ton of effort, it seems, into thinking of stuff like that. When I don't get the benefit of it, it, although, except for the benefit of sometimes if you feel maybe you were a deep down nerd growing up, that suddenly this is a thing that makes you feel cool. So it's like a self-soothing mechanism, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, our our aunt or someone that actually says LOL, uh, (laughs) which is actually harder to say than laugh out loud. It really is. I mean, uh, we'd you... have to consult with a linguist, but LOL is actually difficult. That's the... Uh, LOL. A, LOL is a tongue twister. 
Did you hear the, um, there was a, there was a, like a grandma type that thought LOL meant lots of love. So on, fa- on Facebook, when Facebook came out, so there would be like a post about someone who died and she would go thinking oh. of you, LOL. And she <laughs> would put LOL on everything. Oh my God. Inappropriately. It's the best. I'm, yeah, I'm, that makes me want to cry. Everything does these days. <laughs> Chris, are you Okay. Oh, it's just, I keep thinking about all the lots of laughs I have after someone passes. It just got it, to me. It does make you feel kind of bad, huh? Oh, I, I, at funerals, it's me chuckling in the corner. Giggling. Oh, I can't stop. The one time at a funeral, um, we were it was a Catholic mass, and then we came back from uh, receiving the Eucharist at communion, and you have to go kneel in your pew and think about what a bad person you are. Yeah. And so we, me and my sister went back, and my dad was already in the pew, and he was kneeling, so his pant leg was pulled up, and he was wearing a pair of socks that said, I'm 60, uh, <laughs> with an exclamation point, and my sister and I could not stop laughing. It was like at the height of the, the most— Serious, quiet part of the yeah. funeral. And he was probably getting mad, and it's like, hey, it's your fault, yeah. funny socks. You put on the most hilarious <laughs> socks you could find for this funeral, sir. Yeah, you're the, you're <laughs> showing them off almost on purpose. I'm very excited for today's guest. Um, I am too. Not only does he make me laugh um, pretty effortlessly, uh, he's someone I haven't seen for a long time. And we'll talk about the last time I saw him. Because maybe there's a story there. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, he plays clubs and colleges all oh, over. Oh, so great many country. colleges! A lot of clubs and colleges. Lots of them. And uh, and you you know him as an actor as well. Put your hands yes. together at home. <gasps> clap alone for Josh Fadum, please. <laughs> Woo! Josh. Hi. Thanks for Hi. having me on this podcast. I already know that it's going to be a lot of fun. Spoilers to those listening already. Spoilers. Yeah, because you were just listening to our warm-ups. Yes. And, and even if there weren't a lot of yucks in there, there was yuck potential. No, yeah. there was yucks and yuck potential. I mean, in <laughs> fact, I had to stifle myself from LMAO, love my fucking ass off. LMFAO, LMAF, love my assing fuck off. I was rolling on the floor loving. Yes. The love, it's all here. Yeah, uh, you look, you look good, Josh. You thanks, you're, Chris. You look so like you. a young uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More. Oh, Ooh. I do. I always thought he was handsome. He's hey. very handsome. Hey. Does, is he known for being handsome? Yes, he's a, he yes. is. Okay, very much so. I always thought he was handsome, even yeah. in yep. with the first video, epic, the epic video. Yeah, can you which feel there's it, a see slang it? word I don't use uh, no. in the epic? connotation they use. They, uh, you know, I don't call things epic in that way. No. Never no. have? No, I don't think I, I don't, if I have, it wasn't when the, it started catching on in the way that it's now caught on and probably come and gone. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that was an epic thing or that's so yes. epic or what an epic fail or whatever. Yes. Right. Uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't use that. It was I very would. overused in the snowboard community to describe <laughs> the quality of snow. Oh. Right. Wouldn't epic epic snow. Oh, it was, how was it today up there? It was epic. And I lived in a community where it, I would cringe every time I heard it. And then pretty soon, wouldn't you know it, I started saying epic. Oh, I know when that happens and you feel like, what have I become? Yeah. 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 yeah that's when I moved away and became a comedian. 
You had to move away from the language of the area. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. And now look what I've become. I have Josh a, is, Oh yeah. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was just gonna say, maybe this is what you're gonna say. Is oh. there were you gonna say that that you do have a piece of slang that you like to use? Mm-hmm. It is a tough one, and I may not know it until it comes out. It might come out organically, but it did okay. re- but and you know, there, I do I do um steer clear of using the modern slang that when you know whatever's online or whatever I'm hearing, yes. mm-hmm. and and if I start to notice it, it's get get said something gets said a lot. I start to resent it. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what that means. If I'm just older or why I start to maybe because it's like the equivalent of like water cooler humor. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, yeah it's just and I really hate on a television show um, when there's like a young character or a quirky character. And they try to plug stale terms like a guy, like a character goes, "I'm totes," blah blah blah. Yeah, hashtag something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yep. these are supposed to be substitutions for interesting character or a funny character, or whatever. Oh my god, I'm totes, uh, freaking out over here or whatever. That whatever someone. Yeah, you know, I don't like a, that. A really fun version of noticing when uh, how out of touch they the show. Uh, Saved by the Bell was because clearly you're realizing it's being written by a bunch of old white guys in a writing room and they're Uh writing for high school kids. Yeah. And so all the slang is like, oh, that that kid's a good egg or whatever. It's something that kids (laughs) didn't say in the 80s, but it's just a room of dudes with catheters writing. Uh, I'm not... (laughs) Gee golly, I'm not so peachy after all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just leave it to beaver language. Oh. Um, I had a I did think of a thing, something you said about, oh, whenever I said what have I become, I I thought I have a joke that I make to if I'm ever visiting a friend and they've got kids. You know what uh, I mean? Especially in Oklahoma, because it's where I like if I see someone like my friend Rob has a son named Harvey, and if I when I met Harvey or we have dinner at his house and Harvey's running around, every time he passed by, I go, hey, Harvey, my name's Josh. I'm friends with your dad. <laughs> Which is like, you know, I just, rem- I feel like someone always said, hey, are you Bruce's son? My name's so-and-so. I'm friends with your dad. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I was at a, a friend of mine, like last year's name, uh, his his name's Chris and he has a son named Miles. Oh, this is Miles. Hey, Miles, I'm Josh. I'm friends with your dad. And did the joke again. <laughs> and then, oh, about a week later, I was at the park uh, walking my dog and there was a playground. This park's connected to a school playground. And I see a kid, I go, oh, that kid looks kind of familiar. And he's still looking at me like, that guy looks kind of familiar. And I realized, oh, is that Chris's son? I said, hey, are you Chris's son? And he nods, yes. I go, oh, I'm Josh. I'm friends with your dad. And then I stopped and I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you organically said I it. became the thing. character. Yes, the I became the character. That you mocked so yes. terribly. See, yeah. now, I, now I understood all those men who said, I'm friends with your dad, what they were going through <laughs> yeah, when I was yeah. growing up. Well, That's a way of saying I'm not a pedophile. Yeah, but not, in the 80s, I'm my friends with your dad. No, hands we up, locked yeah. eye contact, but this was only because you remind me of a friend yeah. of mine. No funny business. Uh, I, mean. I have a dog, which I do not want you to pet. Excuse me. Stay away. Yeah. Yeah, in the 80s, you uh, you had to kind of explain yourself, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, around you just uh, everyone was being kidnapped. You know, you have to say, right. "Hey, I just want you to know, I know your parents." Yeah, yeah, and then but then the kidnappers use that line. I'm sure too. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. All they had to say is, "I know your parents, Brad and Linda," and they were pretty likely to get the name. You know, get some parents' <laughs> names right. I was on the the cover of the local paper because I would walk kids to school, because um, I had a stop sign. Uh, so I could walk myself to school. And then they started bringing me to a daycare before kindergarten. So uh, a photographer for the newspaper multiple times put me in the paper. And this is like an 80s thing. I don't know why they did it. They literally put Chris Fairbanks walks his friend to school. His parents are named Lynn and Jim, and he lives at 105 Kensington Avenue. Like they put my address. They put my parents' name. They put everything you need to lure me. And I don't know, I, to this day, I can't, I can't figure out why they would do that. And I've been meaning to go get it, go to the library and find that on the, the microfilm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta prove it. I gotta prove that that was the caption. But. Well, if you did, I hope we can steer the conversation in a different uh, direction. But I was gonna say, if you did tragically get abused in some way and mm -hmm. you are looking for a settlement, I think you have someone <laughs> to uh, sue. Yeah, I think you've got a case with this microphone. Yeah. Here is the evidence. They yeah. put you in the firing line of the perverts and yeah. um, you want to collect it's funny, but it but it's a grievance I have that happened in my 40s, and I still want to blame that right. article. <laughs> sure. I was walking that same route. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if it weren't for this, I would have nailed that audition for The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch newspaper. My yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you, uh, yeah, my, my favorite thing, Josh, that you've done, other, I really like you on Better Call Saul, but you're- Thank you. The, Thank you. Uh, Liz Lemons, what were you, like her agent or something? Uh -huh. Simon uh, you, was the character's name. He was a, a pet a dog agent. Yeah, you were so <laughs> funny on that. Because on that, you were a version of yourself. On Better Call Saul, you're totally different than who you are. You're uh -huh. like a cool, aloof guy. But, uh, I like watching that you, you think he's cool. Yeah, he is kind of cool. Well, he's he like... He's like a video guy, you know? Yeah. He's like he's like the guy that's like, hey, man, we got to get this thing done. You're yeah. very yeah. business-like that I observed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's what we're saying is you're a good actor because you're Thank being you. someone that you. I don't know you to be. Mm. You Do have harm. range. He has habit. range. Look at him. Oh, it's interesting. Him it's interesting because you said that because about acting, you know, really you, when you're acting, you are using, uh, no matter what character you're playing, you're using a piece of yourself mm. to play. So, you know, there that character does exist somewhere inside, you know, me somewhere. I'm sure I wouldn't take it out on a daily basis, <laughs> but, you know, there is a piece of me in there somewhere. <laughs> you know. The faces of Josh. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when, um, you know, you ever listen to like uh, Terry Gross or Elvis Mitchell and uh, when they get real, uh, you know, serious and they, mm, right, right. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's interesting because, hmm, and they'll ask a question like, so, but don't you think that there's a possibility that you da 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 about the, and the album, when the album came out because your first book and when it was published, blah, 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 but isn't it possible that blah, blah, blah question, one way of looking at it? Hmm. <laughs> well, yes and no. They do that a lot. <laughs> Deep talks. They go, oh, well, yeah, yes, and it is, it isn't. 
It is, it is, it isn't. Yeah. Which means it isn't, it isn't. Yes, this is, isn't, isn't, actually. But thank you for that question. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else perfectly enunciated, except right. for as is, 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 right. is, 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 well, it's funny you ask that because Aziz is an Ansari. And I, uh, Aziz, is, is, Aziz says it is, Aziz says it isn't. <laughs> He's a good friend. Yeah. I yeah. like to bring him I up. I asked in him if it was. He said it isn't. But it is, you know, yes and no. Does that answer your question, Terry? Yeah, Terry. Excuse me, I want to think about you. Ooh, Terry Gross, she's one of those people, I don't want to know what she looks like. And if someone shows me a picture, I'm like, I didn't want to know. I liked coming up with it myself, you know? What What do you picture her to look like? Yeah. Well, a little I do know what she like. Like a little lady with like, you know, kind of like, um, oh, either like a, 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 either a, either a Bob haircut or a George Clooney, George Clooney ER when he had the Caesar haircut. Yeah, <laughs> angular haircut. You're actually yeah. very close. Emma, you think so? Just maybe she's got glasses. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's recently... You know, maybe when you saw her at one point when she was younger, she had uh, kind of uh, um, a, uh, uh, you know, like a, a, a dirty blonde colored hair. But yeah. now she's gone totally gray. And you're like, oh, Terry went totally gray since I've yeah. seen her last. Confident. Yep, because it looks more intellectual. Right, yeah. right. Yes, of yes. course, Terry is not a dyer. She's not going to dye no. her hair. No way. Yeah. No way. Especially not in quarantine. But no. if you want someone to take you seriously with what you're saying, uh, it's best to let your hair go gray. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm going, I got a little bit of gray and I love it. Yeah. I got like a one or two, you know, I love them. I don't, I have all gray, and I have to dye my hair every three weeks, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't love it. But this is the difference between men and women, and uh-huh. I'm, I wanted to bring this up at the beginning. Sure, yeah. we, c- but, we can, um, we can, we can this cut is my it in, right. just to introduce the premise. We'll cut it back. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, right. So we're just starting now, beginning the conversation, and uh, yeah, Boy. Karen, you had some. Thanks for coming to my show. Now, you had something <laughs> to say about gray yeah. hair going. Yeah. Men and women, yeah. different. <laughs> Wait, they're different. They fight. But, but how they different? Different hair, different <laughs> care, cares. That interesting. Different hair because different different hair cares. They cares different about their hair. Cares now, different. Thank you well, for listening to Talk Topic. <laughs> talk Topic. You know where uh, men and women aren't different anymore. The world uh-huh. of soccer. Did you see today? No. Equal oh. pay no. in professional soccer. That's right. Equal prize money. It's a yep. start. It's a start, and it started it's, with soccer. It's a positive. It's true. In a yeah. negative time, it's a huge positive. The women's soccer league will make the same amount of money as the men's soccer league, yeah. is what you said? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And yeah. so, do soccer players, they're not, they're not, they all get paid the same? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> there's no, there's no, like, executive producer. There's right. no, right. like, consulting producer. I bet a, a staff goalie, soccer player. a goalie makes more than, like, a, left a full back. I don't know if that's a position. <laughs> I, I don't have fake soccer uh, talk. Uh, Nor do I. Yeah, I don't have a good, you know, when the improvisers, they come up with the fake ones. Uh, oh, oh, we right. love it when they do that. God, some of them are just so knowledgeable about every single thing in detail where they can snap right into, like, a soccer yeah. bit. You know, if what you all character, good, yeah. Yeah. Can't you do wanna, it. I can't got, do it. I can't even yeah. do a fake one. But sometimes the funny improvisers, they they don't know about it, but they just got a good 
you know, jargon. They go, they tap into the jargon talk real good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think real I've good. seen you do real. that. You I, seen I've me seen do it? You, yeah. <laughs> Where you confidently bullshit and, and people, if they're watching, they're like, I think he knows exactly what he's talking about. Right. But you're just rolling with it, baby. I've seen you do it. I've seen you. I've admire you do it. Karen, I've seen you do it. Wait, too. have Karen. you? This is the best. <laughs> hey, but Karen, I have guess, you seen you know Josh do it? I guess I, it's probably, you know, sometimes you got it and sometimes you don't. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's based on the night. It's based on the drive over. It's based on your ba- your experience, how comfortable you feel. Here's what I think is interesting. Yeah. Improv. And Josh, have you done both improv and stand-up comedy? Yes. Yes. Do you find it's just improv is easier because there's more help, there's more support, and there's more acceptance of whatever's happening? Yeah, the as acceptance. opposed to stand up comedy where you have to do it right every 15 seconds or you're failing. Right. Mm-hmm. And the audience, mm-hmm. I, the animosity, right? I think, because we talked about this with Mary Holland, I feel like the, the reason I started to, have animosity towards improv is the audience was always on their side. Right. And they're like, hey, I don't care that that didn't work. They're just making it up. But the minute someone doesn't like your stand-up, they cross their arms and they actually want to fight you. Yeah. Right. And I don't see that with bad improv. Like, <laughs> I, I don't see people, boo! Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, when I did the Groundlings and every class, it was like, you know, let's, they give a base applause for the scene to begin. So you're walking in on, you know, you're walking in on a heavenly, you know, even in like the classic, (laughs) okay, okay, and yay, okay, go, you know. (laughs) And the the shows were like that too. And I guess it probably was the same at the UCB improv shows, which I didn't do a lot of improv there. But um, uh, yeah, I I agree, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes with stand-up, though, I guess it's just, it's case by case, you know? Sometimes it's like, wow, I'm on stage, can do no wrong. Uh, and then it's on stage, and I'm like, hey, I'm doing all wrong, you know? <laughs> um, sometimes it's like, oh, I lost him. Oh, I got to work hard to get him back. Or and I, But I've also done improv where it's like, wow, I have no idea how to hook into what, you know, yeah. if it, if you're in like, I don't know, stale improv mode, you're like, I don't know how to add on to what, they're saying i don't know yeah i don't know i forgot the rules i forgot the tools yeah. that was his idea <laughs> yeah. i'll let him go with it ask me any question about comedy i'll only talk about failing <laughs> <laughs> that's what sticks in your mind yeah did you ever i don't call I me mean, funny it's... i've been bad <laughs> <laughs> i can't take it i can't take the compliment i've got to poo poo them <laughs> don't compliment me too hard because i've been bad before Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen you, you do stand up where you are making it all up, and maybe there's a few jokes in there, but you are just flying, and in a way that I haven't seen a lot of people do, where you were actually making it all up. Like uh, you're when you did those whole shows where you're just falling down for. First of all, I thought at some point you would have had to have gotten injured. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you ever see? 
Karen, did you see Josh do his 30 minutes of falling down? <laughs> I, I never saw 30 minutes. It, it, I've seen videos of him fall down and I've seen live shows. Right, right. Like, There's a time like, where you're cleaning, that video where you're cleaning up in the park and you roll down the hill <laughs> and stop at a tree, trash can and then immediately start cleaning up again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the, but the, let me tell you about the things you've done, Josh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I One like time, it. Makes it feel but, special. But the show you, uh, the, where you get tangled and up in the And if people are listening and they don't know it, they better go check. Check it out somehow. They can check it out. Yeah. Josh Fadem, F-A-D-E-M, YouTube. <laughs> uh, but I always thought you had to have gotten injured at some point uh, wrestling with a stool and a mic stand. I did. And the cord. Uh, with how bad? Oh. I knew it. I didn't even know this, but I knew Let's it. Let's get the deets. Yeah. I broke my wrist twice. <laughs> twice? Yeah. Well, Same I did- one? I did it in 2014, real bad. I had to have surgery. And then in 2019, and then I kind of slowed down doing so much of that because I would just do it recklessly always. And then in 2019, I was doing a longer show and I was like, I'm on fire. It's going great. I could do no wrong. Might as well throw in some of that. I didn't do a lot of that physical shtick at this show. Might as well throw it. Oh, I bet I can go nuts. And I'm feeling the, and then I, did something, and then I f- slapped my arm on the ground strangely, and I was like, that didn't hurt real bad. Something felt weird, and I could feel in my, you know, pinky and, and index, oh, or man. pinky and ring finger. I was like, something seems strange. And then and then it was mostly fine, but by the end of the night, when I got home, I couldn't straighten my arm out. And then oh. and then I think I after, eventually went to the doctor, and he said, I think you broke your radial neck, which is, I guess, a part of the arm. But the They call it one, a neck? Yeah, they call there's a, a, it's right. I don't know if this is airing oh my on, Lord. Um, you know, if you could, I'll have to describe it. The part of the yeah. arm that's near the elbow or something. Oh my God. I think Lord. I'd snap, I think because of the first break, probably it made a different part of the arm susceptible. I mean, it was in a major, I didn't have to do anything major, but f- except for physical therapy for the second yeah. one. But the big one was, you know, 2014. I, it was a show at UCB and I remember, uh, I felt like the audience was kind of stiff and I was like, it's, you know, I was like, oh, as soon as I walked out, I go, oh, this is kind of a dud. And so I started saying something and then I just, I think I just tossed my body in a really reckless way uh, with my feet in the air and landed and I'm not sure how I landed, but I like felt the, oh, shoot, you know, did which I've audience, had before in different ways. Did they see your wrist? Yeah, I went, yeah. I went, oh, well, first... Before I even looked at it, I said, oh, I think I broke my wrist. And then the audience went, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was going to ask. Did they laugh (laughs) at you while your bone was They laughed that. And then I looked and then I saw the bone, like, not, you know, protruding. I said, oh, that's not what the the wrist is supposed to look like. And then I said, oh, I really broke it. And then they went, ooh. And then, uh, <laughs> boo, boo, they yeah. started doing. It was, it was, uh, I also had this, like, you know, the built in comedian, you know, thing of commitment thing of like, show must go on. Yeah. You know, like, doesn't, you, you gotta, don't stop performing for nothing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then I started hearing that voice. And then I thought, does it? You know, this is UCB and I yeah. have a broken wrist. And I stood there for a second, like, I don't know what to do. I broke my wrist. Should I tell a joke? And then they were kind of like, we don't know. You know, they just stood there when I said, yeah, I guess I'll go to the hospital. I broke my wrist. Okay, bye. And then I remember like, it was very, 
like it was right after I came on stage. Like I went on stage, broke it immediately. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I better go. And, I, you know, they bring you on to a song and then they play us off with a different song. And I remember like whatever the song was, it was like the same song right away, you know? <laughs> um, and then I kind of wandered around the back of UCB, like embarrassed and kind of in shock. Like, I don't know what to do because it did really hurt and it did yeah. really look very broken, you know? And I was holding my wrist. And and then I remember, uh, I think I think it was like, uh, I think it was Cody Fisher who was running the house at the time. She was like, Josh, are you okay? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I broke my wrist. And, and then I was like trying, I was like planning to just walk to my car and go somewhere. And then like so someone that was working, you know, drove me to the emergency room. And, uh, oh, thank God. Yeah. And then there was a big write-up in Variety about how you you had a soft close. You didn't have a hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was it was on one of those. Uh, you remember way back in the in the uh, comedy days of L.A. and like oh I mean it was probably like fifteen six seventeen years ago at this point the website that everyone they put the reviews of everyone's sets on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember those that? days? Yeah, yeah. And the what biggest that fear called? that we had a was a special thing, right? Yeah, it was a special thing. thing. Yeah. And the, the biggest fear was like, oh, I hope they don't write something. Hope they write You're I was funny right. on a special thing. I fully forgot about that. I would look up my name to punish yep. myself yeah. and read yeah. what people said. Yeah. I, it was pre, like, before you paid attention to YouTube comments. Yeah. Yeah. There were some names on there. I don't remember them all. I just remember, oh, I hope Jouster thought I was funny or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> That oh, was, I used to look at that website from work so because I had stopped doing stand-up comedy. And I didn't, this, it was such a strange time because it was like, I stopped doing stand-up uh, to work, to to take a TV job in like yeah. 2002. And that's kind of when like the internet became a thing. And it, it was just a whole new generation and a yeah. very different way that comedy started working. And so like, just every once in a while, I would look for my name on a website like that when I was never doing comedy. Do they it was remember the weirdest. me? Am I relevant? Yeah. It was very sad. Maybe nostalgically, I'll be mentioned. Yeah. Somebody's going to, which is like, why would that happen? It started out like a a Mr. Show-like fan site. Or was it, it started out a Tenacious D fan site and a Mr. Show, like a a both Mr. Show. So, I mean, that makes sense. Really? A little, but. No, it makes sense that like, like, you know, there would be some some Karen discussion on there. Yeah. I don't think so. But also, I think it was more like, it was like an M-bar-ish kind of thing. I just remember looking at- Largo, those were, oh, if you could get up, if only I could get up at Largo (laughs) on Fairfax across from Kibbutz Room, not the future one. Yeah, yeah. And we knew about the future one. That's how Mm thought-forward thinking we were. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get, I, I sure would like to get on the future one, but I really want to get on the Fairfax one here in 2003. <laughs> That's where yeah. I want <laughs> The present. Yeah. 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 I honestly, uh, I did not know you were injured. I was, I, I've seen you go full Buster Keaton, like a guy who comedically broke his back. <laughs> right. Had a broken uh, neck for like, uh, t- and when he was older, he was like, My, your neck's broken, says the doctor. Still. like, Oh, that was one of my bits. Yeah, <laughs> where I fell off a building into a moving car. It's uh, it's actually here's where my uh, put my nerd hat on. It's uh, was this short where he he uh, falls out of a water tower or water thing, and then the water floods on top of him. Oh and when he God. fell out, he hit he hit a railroad track. Oh. Rail, and he stood up, and it's on film supposedly. Unless was I have the, it wrong. The general. No, I think it was one of the shorts. Yeah, yeah. And it was, 
you, you said he broke his neck? He like, yeah, I guess he broke his neck and uh um, by hitting like it was like on the on a railroad and like yeah, yeah and then it. they just put it in the movie. There that scene he didn't the, know it. He put it in the movie. He was like, it's my yeah, movie. I like it. He probably didn't know that he broke. He's like, it still hurts, but good shot. Yeah, the studio which I own won't approve if I bow out early. Right. Which I own until until the studio that I own now, but will eventually be uh, sign a contract with MGM where I won't have the freedom that I have now with to perform with a broken neck. He said it like that. Yeah, exactly. He knew. He knew. He was his poor, yeah. <laughs> he knew it was coming. He and knew. then even back then, he was like, God, I hope I get to perform at the future Largo. Right. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this knew. is where I get discovered <laughs> by Raymond Rohauer, <laughs> who, will be, who will discover my films in a basement, and then uh, I'll have a resurgence and start being in uh, TV commercials. Yep, Hopefully that will all. happen. He knew the names. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Josh, when you, um, were you like, it, as a teen, was the physical stuff something that you did like for fun or to make your friends laugh? Like, how did you get to the point where you were doing stuff like that on stage? Was it a thing that you, yeah, like, I think did? I probably did like lots of falling and stuff. And like, you know, I, I actually was in, in, in middle school, like, I was real into Charlie Chaplin. You know, yeah. I'm sure I saw the 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 Robert Downey Jr. biopic, and then that sure. made mm -hmm. me watch the real Chaplin stuff, and then, um, and uh, and then I I got more into Buster Keaton. I think like, you know, it wasn't on TV as much, and I got more into Buster Keaton like in my late teens and stuff. But but I would try to copy those guys without any kind of training or anything like that. Yeah. So I now I, I don't do it really as much now just because I'm like, well, I'm getting older or whatever. <laughs> but uh um but yeah, I I did definitely try to do it and be that that sticky guy or whatever. You know what's up. funny is I interviewed Jackie Chan once for some movie press junket. Wow. And he was really sweet. And he had a translator. He actually doesn't speak English very well. He he learns lines for movies. Phonetically I, I and stuff. That. Yeah. Too. But he he said his heroes were Buster Keaton and and Charlie Chaplin, and he's not a martial artist. The guy who was his translator was actually also his fight fight choreographer. Wow! Guy. But he said he just wanted to physically uh, be a, a physical comedian. Yeah, like he loved comedy and he loved physical comedy. That blew me away because he came this became this action star. Yeah. Well, he's. I feel like. He's like, uh, I think that he's credited for being like one of the first, you know, martial arts stars to react with pain. And that's kind of yeah. why it was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. I think they say. <laughs> yeah. I know it. I don't know why I'm acting like, I think they said it's like, I just don't want to like um, alienate everyone by, by uh, turning into a video store clerk. Well, actually, the reason that he did was because uh, he he acted he, he would per, per, he would portray pain. So oh, oh. <laughs> and everyone say ha 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 ha. Yeah, he oh, is oh, a drunken oh, master. It, yeah, he works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long did you work at that video store? What was that? I video worked store? at the video store Cinephile right by the New Art um, mm. uh, for ten years from twenty wow. oh three to twenty thirteen. Well, Josh, did you uh, was that? Uh, I just remembered that there was a stand-up show there. Yeah, was that I think, your yeah, stand-up show? I, I, I think I had both of you on it. Yeah, I yeah. did it a few yeah. times. Yeah. 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 I was very excited to do that because 
Because partly because it was such a cool hip video store. Yeah. yeah. And then partly because I was doing stand-up again. Yeah. I was back. I was back. I baby. haven't been doing stand-up or really live performing since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. The last I time I all. saw you, I showed up for a show in the basement of a bar in Denver and I was because it's yeah, in it was the like basement. February twenty twenty. That's when we that's when we last saw each yeah. other. I think it was February twenty twenty. The Pretty last sure. free month. I yeah. was like, what am I? I don't want to be here. And you were there. I was in a bad mood and you were in a great mood and you put me in a good mood and then you killed it. You were so funny. Do you remember how well that show went for you? I do. That yeah, night? I do remember that show because it was like one of the last ones, I feel like, before the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And you were just on the the whole time and you were riffing. I, most of it, I feel, was unplanned. You I would say just, about half of it, if I my memory. I had the I had the set, but then there was like I had some family there, right? And some friends, you know, that lived in Colorado. And then there, I remember that show. There was a guy who I'm sure he laughed at everyone this loud, but he was uh, having a hoot hollering time. <laughs> yes, just <he's>, laughing. Ha! <laughs> uh, yeah, like it hurt. <laughs> bald. Ah! Like you, it's not like every guy. joke shot. We were shooting him, and he was laughing. Older guy, bald. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a fixture in audiences in Denver. Yes, yeah, sweet his, guy. Yeah, his name is Dave. I uh, think Dave Caldwell is his name. Yes. Yeah, I, and I think I think we're Facebook friends now. And I love his laugh. A lot yeah, of people are thrown off by it. No, nah, fuck those people. You need that. Guy. I know. Me too. <laughs> I I made a point. He was banned from a show or what? banned from certain comics. Who that banned didn't... him? Let's let's out the banner now. I can't. So no I one can't. goes I'll, to that I'll, banner. I'll, I'll tell you after we're done recording. We don't. And you don't want to smear him. You don't want to ruin I their. I can't. I can't do another well, smear campaign. Right. Yeah. Because then you'll be banned from the banner. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you need that. Mm -hmm. You need that banner. Huh? Everything is cyclical. Bands <laughs> if that are... banner's listening, but I haven't been doing stand up for for twenty years, so you can text me his name. And I'll say I think the banner is Jerry Jipperson. <laughs> oh, Jippy, Jippy's <laughs> out. Jippy's <laughs> out. Oh, Jerry Jips. But I made a point last time I saw Dave Caldwell to, to like say, "This is my favorite audience person." In Denver, I'm so excited whenever he's up front at a show, and I could tell it made him feel good because yeah. he is so dedicated to watching he all, loves yeah all the shows all what, the so, why would you have a problem with the person laughing loud is cuz do people it, misinterpret what he's doing it is a startling he he it is a version of what Josh did but louder like he just goes Bah-ah! like it sounds yeah. like oh, a dog ah, someone's ah, abusing no, a dog. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember like James Adomian when when we were younger used, used to have a, a a laugh so loud? Like I remember, I've known James forever, and yeah. like we did the growlings and stand up and all that. For, and like oh, his okay. laugh, <laughs> and just it was it was usually you would hear from the back and you would know like ah James is here, good, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yes. Dave Caldwell. Uh, as soon as I was done with the show or later, I was like, oh, he's, he's a fixture. And then I felt like, oh, I bet you that whatever shtick I was doing about enjoying his laugh, like on stage, I'm like, I thought I was so original when I was saying that. I bet like half the comedians were like, what's going on with your great laugh? I love this laugh. Oh, this yeah, guy's yeah. laugh is a, can we give it up for this guy's laugh? It's like I could do anything and get a laugh from this guy. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think he he heard that a lot, and uh, I think he appreciated it. Like, yeah, he must. How do you feel not. when your riff when you realize your riff isn't original? 
and your riff is uh, a cliche. Yeah, you're I like, hate that. When you're in a new city and it's like, yeah, everyone makes fun of our bridge that looks like a penis. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, have, like, you ever, have you ever done the thing where you think you're riffing on, on stage and it's really original and you realize you're just repeating someone else's joke? Mm. <laughs> the last comment. I used to do that... It, you know who I do? I used to do that all the time with Blaine Capatch's jokes because I've known Blaine forever. I, like when I started in San Francisco, he was like a, you know, fixture in San Francisco. I've I've seen him do stand-up so much yeah. that like, and I love his comedy so much that yeah. I remember all of it. So then I'd be, it'd be like one topic would come up and I'd be like, say something. And then I'd have to go, that's Blaine Capatch's joke. Like, thinking that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just had the best idea. And it's like, no, you didn't have a perfect joke appear in your head out of the blue. That didn't happen. Yeah. I was going to say, I I can remember there was a period of time when I would— when I was starting to do more, like, you know, coming of age as a comedian and you start riffing more on stage or you're like, hey, I can just, like, stretch this out. I can just keep talking. I can keep finding jokes or whatever. And I realized, like, I'm— Oh, I'm doing it, but I'm sometimes I'm doing it like Andy Kindler does it. And I yes. realized it was like I had a little bit of like yep. persona theft or a riff theft sure. or whatever. Yeah. That <laughs> that is and I like Karen just said, sometimes I'd take it so far where I would do his line which is or a third thing that is funny. Yeah. yeah. Like you come a, up with two examples. Yeah, and, and another a, thing, and a third one. And a third thing that caps it off in a way that you enjoy. Like yeah. I've said, I've, I'm like, oh, I just did a, a basically his material. Yeah. But that, I think I think it's because when you see a person and they make you laugh so hard, when you believe yourself to be this experienced comedian that's seen it all and yeah. you know what I mean? Like no one's funny, whatever. And then you see someone that does it, like it really would burn itself into my brain. Yeah. So then it is... You know, that is the difficulty of of like riffing and giving yourself the chance to be original or think of something new. But at yeah. the same time, your brain is already filled with all these people that you adore that that have made you laugh so hard. Yep. That you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to remember this forever. So they should take it as a compliment. Right. Even when we even when we early on were doing this podcast and we would joke about having advertisers, I I would make up fake commercials. And that's a Blaine Capatch joke. It's Blaine Capatch. Right. Joke, yeah, this moment brought to you by Werther's Candies or whatever. Yeah. Like he did yeah. that all the time. <laughs> the, I'm right yeah. now realizing another yeah. yeah, another Blaine one I'm sure I did on shows at one point or another that I feel like is totally Blaine is um uh something like, you know, oh, we have a clip of that right now or something. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> let's go, let's see the clip right now. Let's go to the clip. Yeah, yeah. let's go to the clip. Yeah. Completely. Um, Completely. There's, I always felt like, uh, you remember also the thing that, that that comedians are not really so much up in arms you don't hear about, but there was a window of time, probably like, I don't know, 05 to 012 or something where <laughs> joke know. thieves, joke <laughs> yeah. thieves, if you're a joke thief, we will kill you for being a joke thief. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but this like, but now it's, uh, I don't know. There's there's way more egregious offenses, I guess, in in comedy. Yeah. But you don't hear people talking about that guy's a joke thief and he's going down. We're taking his yeah. career away for being a joke thief. I always was more off put by uh, cadence theft. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That always seemed like a, a more you know persona theft. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd I remember, like, rather, when, yeah. yeah. 
I'd rather hear a stolen joke than another comic trying desperately to sound like Kyle Kinane. Yeah. When they talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or where I started in Austin, it, it was also the era and the, the, the state where he came up, but everyone was trying to be edgy and sound like Bill Hicks. Uh-huh. Everyone, every oh, yeah, open yeah. mic had four or five Bill Hicks wannabes. Yes. And they were actually smoking on stage and everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You know, the biggest Bill Hicks thief was Dennis Leary, and he actually got famous from it. Right, they were right. Like, the, the, sorry if you're listening. Sorry, Danny. Dennis. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> Dennis, you've Danny. done well in your own right. Dennis, you got a great yes. career. Dennis, you turned it into your own thing. Yes, I love <laughs> the fireman show. Dennis, we'll, Dennis, rescue me. Dennis, listen, love, yeah, rescue yeah. me from this situation, Dennis, because <laughs> yeah. I feel back against the wall, Denny. <laughs> you, if, you don't, if you don't get people pissed at you about a, a bagging on Denny, you're going to get a lot of Denny fans saying, I listen to your podcast. You, you said the thing about Denny. I'm out of here. I'm I not going to listen him. no more because you, you got to apologize to me. <laughs> not Denny, me. I come love back. Denny. No, come back. <laughs> come back, that listener. Come back, one listener. Nope. You say goodbye to Jouster slash Denny <laughs> slash Jipper, Jouster Jippers, Jouster Jipperson. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. The, Your dog is uh very cute. Oh, he's a very good boy. How long have you had that little boy, Bobby? I found him in March 2010. Can you believe yep. it? That's a oh. long time. I've met that little boy. Yeah, I, that's I always see that dog and I'm like, I'm friends with your dad. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey Bobby, I'm friends with your dad. Hi, Bobby. With your dad. And then he bites me. No, Wait, dog, I, I have a dog that looks a lot like Bobby. Yeah, like, she will not listen to me. Normally she comes, Blossom, where Blossom. are you? Blossom. Come here. Let's have a dog off. It's visual it's a, and people love to hear it. <laughs> because when Bobby first stood up, uh-huh. Bobby has two tan spots on him. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Little coffee stains. Yes. So does she. I'm wow. not kidding. She looks a lot like, hey, come here. Would you? Frank. Not you, Frank. He's not coming anyway. I don't know where she went. Blossom. This I is definitely is Blossom this is good podcast. For the, for the uh, sitcom um, character? Blossom was named this when I got her from the rescue and I was so scared of the rescue people that I didn't want to change her name because I was afraid they'd find out and somehow come back and be like, "Uh, you agreed actually in your paperwork that you would never change the dog's name. Is that something that you really agreed that they really make you agree to? I don't think so, but they were like, they came and checked my house to make sure the yard was fenced. They were like, they they were kind of intense in a way that I wasn't used to. So I assumed that they would be like they if I changed her name. It was like here's my new dog because I kind of wanted to name her Birdie. We will I be listening to your podcast. <laughs> Check all well. my content. Yeah, Blossom, come here, Birdie. Well, Bobby, That's... when his name was found, uh, when I found him, he he, I found out that he had a name from the previous owner, and it was Bobby, which I said no, <laughs> no, no. What? And Wait, what? Uh, no, no, not no. And so I wouldn't. There, I said I'm not calling this guy that. And so uh, I thought Bobby. I won't want to confuse him too much. But he does look like his name's Bobby. And so yes. he's Bobby. He took oh, right okay. to it. Yeah. Were the people just... from a different country or something? What's Bobby? Yeah. I don't like know. A... I did speak to the previous one on the phone. There was no, you know, accent or anything. Yeah, um, Bobby's sounds like yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm... maybe, maybe it means something. I bought a car, my first car that I paid uh, cash for when I was like 
early 20s was a Buick Skyhawk. It was white, like your dogs. Uh-huh, and with the, the two owner, brown spots? Yeah, two coffee stains. That was me. That's how I christened the car. I broke a coffee on it, the hood. But uh, the woman that I bought it from asked me to please promise to call the, the car Orville. Wow. <laughs> and I, I thought she was kidding. And she said, will you continue to call the car Orville? And I was like, oh, you're... You're crazy. Oh, I thought that you were making a joke. Yes, I will call the car Orville. <laughs> and you know what? I did call the car Orville. Like yeah. in, hey, do you mind if I park Orville? Because it was funny to my friends. I would. <laughs> so <laughs> I went. I, I, I would have liked to, you know, if you had started this story. Well, when I drove Orville, when I first got Orville. <laughs> Because <laughs> you still got to call it Orville. She, yeah. you know that that agreement doesn't end. You said you'd call the car Orville, and now you can't just call it a Buick Skylark that you used to drive. Yeah, yeah, Skyhawk, Skyhawk, Skyhawk. much sportier, much sportier. I just want to let people know I still have style. Um, <laughs> that car talk just reminded me of the movie My Cousin Vinny, which I caught on TV <laughs> recently, and that is a funny movie. Yes, it is. It holds up. It does, and Marissa Tomei's performance. Better than ever. Age as well. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. She's Such a great. good accent. Great accent. Such a good. Great timing. What were you going to say? Great concept. Great concept. Great concept. Well written script. Lots of good w- setups that pay off later in a like, not annoying way. A script written by Dale Lawner. Dale. Dale Chris. wrote uh, that and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and oh, the best. Uh, the War of the Roses and oh, all all of his movies are about jilted. Lovers, or or divorce, or getting revenge, and I sat next to him on an airplane going to the Aspen Comedy Festival. He just said he is a filmmaker, but he kept like pointing people out on the airplane. He's like, "See her? We used to date. <laughs> oh, man, she was a real train wreck." And I'm like, "I think she can maybe hear you," <laughs> but but he went to my show, and then. Uh, and then afterwards, he sent me an email. He's like, pretty good stuff. But uh, but I wonder if in this joke, if you could tighten it up. He, he gave me notes. <laughs> Dale, he, no, Dale, stick to the Dale. script. He also Dale. offered. To, Dial it back. He's Dale. like, if you ever want to learn about screenwriting, I'll sit down with you and we could think of ideas. And I really wish I had done that. You might still be yeah. able to. You got his email. You still got that. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I'm worried now that he's listening along with the well, Dennis we'll Leary. Cut, one listen. Of her, well, cut that part, Dale's. It, from from this moment forward, we're all pro Dale. Yeah, yeah Dale. I, I mean, yeah, look, thanks. the whole conversation started because we're all in agreement how great Dale is. He's I, unbelievable. The point is, yeah, he he was a nice he was a nice guy. He just he had a lot of anger, I think, in his towards well, his last relationship. You know, and that's it, normal. I just had a therapy script. session before this started, and and uh, and I'm still sorting through my own stuff. You know, yeah. So we're yeah. just we're it's we're all works in progress. Dale's yeah. a work in progress. He's probably hopefully he's moved out. Uh, he's moved past some of those issues with the girl on the airplane. Or yeah, he has know. a new movie. I can't remember what it's called, oh, but really? it had been it had been like since the nineties, and he has a new good movie. Yeah. Oh, because oh, those so, are all good comedies that he rattled. Yeah. Off. You know what? Dirty like, Rotten Scoundrels is. I remember seeing it in the theater, and my friend and I literally doing the gasp when the reveal comes at the end. We were just like, "What?" Yeah. Like the that whole thing was it's, so awesome. Yeah. We all said it was. Glenn Headley the whole time. <laughs> Glenn Headley's a dirty rotten scoundrel too. She's yeah. the true dirty rotten scoundrel. What was yeah. the name of her? The thing you know, the 
you know, the you the Viper or the 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 Eagle or the, the she had a con artist nickname. Can't oh, I can't remember. Yeah. We're gonna look it up I, later. I gotta oh, watch yeah. it again. I gotta watch. I, let's have a Dale Loner a Dale Loner film festival. Yeah, yep. there, yeah, there, sure. um, Comedies from that era, studio comedies from that era, had like well, they had like scripts. I feel like and like a, a uh, they had a script written. It wasn't just like all improvise improv with yeah. you know the w- you know with a, f- a handful of the up and coming comedians of the day peppered in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they had real titles. You know, yep. not just like the mall, the house, the dog, <laughs> tag, yeah. door, uh, bad mom, bad stinker, night, yeah. date night, rough night, bad night, hard night, house night, night house, young. night before, young night, <laughs> the bad night, bad mom, bad stinker, bad di- grandpa, bad dirty, dirty grandpa, bad lawyer, bad plumber, bad office Christmas party. Identity thief. Bad fight. Bad boss. Horrible boss. The boss. Horrible bosses. Horrible bosses too. These are all the real comedies now. Yeah. Like it's, it's true. like the pitches are like uh um I can watch that I got an idea. <laughs> okay, this is it's funny. Imagine I got like, an adjective and I got a noun. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> it's like this is the new the um uh the new IP in comedy is uh Hey, what if there was a garbage man and he's yeah. bad? <laughs> yeah. They just, they have two dartboards and they spin them. One is of uh, different occupations. Yeah. And the other one is of different uh, situations. Yeah. Or yeah. emotions. Yeah. 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 Well, it landed on sad firemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and action. Yeah. It comes sliding down the pole crying. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the fire. I don't know. Uh, this fireman is a bad fireman. Sad fireman. Bad fireman. Sad, sad, sad. Okay, we do sad. This one's sad. It's not bad. That's the, the studio notes come back and they're like, I, a sad fireman seems depressing. Could it be a bad Yeah, maybe fireman? he could be yeah. more bad. Yeah, yeah, he accidentally starts fires. Ooh. Ooh starring Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Here's the uh, thing I, oh, I, I don't like in modern star. comedies. Uh-huh. My, you don't like this in modern is the comedies? Trend- <laughs> no, no. Well, the trend in modern comedies I don't like, which I think are from those bad night, sad night era, is it sound people now believe that you need to sound like you're improvising and you are also have a light stutter because it's right. like, oh, like there's always that vibe uh-huh. of it's, uh, yeah. when where it's like, can't you just read your line and say it with a certain like. A certain zip and we'll be out of this scene. Like there's, yeah. a, it feels like there's people just kind of like, like they're like, okay, both of you go over to the car wreck uh-huh. and then start, you know, just make it work around the car wreck and then see what happens. And we'll, yeah, like yeah. it's that vibe where I'm like, I don't want anybody to see what happens. I want you to know what's going to happen. Right. I want you to hit every mark exactly yeah. and deliver a real good line when you yeah. get there. I, yeah, yeah, I remember the first time I saw Juno, it, 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 there was a lot of stammering and like, it was almost like a forced casualness to the line. Like, yeah. oh, just... It, Generally, I want you to say this, like even a script like Waiting for Guffman, where each page is like they come in and talk about the show. The mayor comes in and changes the subject like it was fully improvised. It's such an interesting script to read. I had a copy of it. But when you watch that, it 
they're not stammering and stuttering and forcing like human mannerisms. It just, it just, they're that, they're that good at improvising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That they don't, they're not plugging in a million ums and uhs in there. Yeah. 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 No one wants your ums and uhs. Or repeat, just repeating the same line several times. Yeah. That's drives me nuts. Or just yeah. like say it once like you mean it and you don't have to say it five times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. What can you think of an example off the top of your head? I don't want to name names or name projects names. because right. of smear. my career. Right. right. We don't want to smear. Sometimes a, a joke, I mean, I feel like a fun joke that was always fun to do, uh, at least at the shows that I ran, would be to name names. <laughs> of, the, of the things that suck, yeah. you know, and I'd be like, "No one's here." Like, guess what? All these guess who sucks? And then, you, and then you really like, uh, you know, you really uh, shoot yourself in the career foot. <laughs> yes, but no do. one's watching. But someone might be. That and then was maybe, very nineties. The nineties oh, nineties yeah? comedy was very mean and very naming. Uh, like I would go. That's how I would write comedy. It's just like, I saw the movie Stepmom and it sucked and here's why. And it's just like, yeah, okay. I mean, like, okay, but it's it's one way to go. Right. Maybe not the best way to go. I actually, you said Drew Barrymore and I had a story, I'll confess, that... Uh, Who said Drew Barrymore? I did. Just said Drew I Barrymore a second ago. Doing the bad fireman riff and I said... I'll like, tell this story because I don't starter. care. There's a, the movie that they read. Got it. So got Drew... It. Go. Drew so Barrymore. Drew, okay. So <laughs> I used to run a show years ago in the basement of the Ramada Inn. Um, yes. on she came Vermont. with Justin Long. You were there? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I can't believe you were there. So yeah. if you can maybe you, I'll tell you what I remember and then you tell me what you remember. They so, were there often though. They, I, mm, they I don't were, think they were at least, they weren't at my show often. Okay. No fighting. No fighting guys. Okay. They weren't fighting. No, we're excited. <laughs> I was there. I was there. I did not predict and I did not know you broke your wrist. Okay, I didn't break my wrist this night. This had to have right. been like 2006 <laughs> or something like that. Okay. And I was doing, I would host his characters a lot of the times, just a silly character and kind of stretch out the character between the acts, you know? Yeah. Or sometimes I'd just be myself. But this night I was doing some character. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember Drew Barrymore and Justin Long were there for some reason. Maybe their yeah. friend's girlfriend was doing stand-up or something like yes. that. Yes. And uh, I'll say her name in a minute. Uh huh. Okay. And so uh, it was going well. And it was maybe, a, in my memory, a little tense because it was like, oh, oh, the celebrity here. I didn't make any reference to it. Right. Right. But I do remember like it was a little stiff, but the show wasn't going badly. And then after her act, they got up and left. And I don't remember what I said, but I just unleashed. I just laid into, I just made the most, you know, uh, I just went off on like, whatever, Drew Barrymore, you know, oh, what, you know, something about them being there. I just kept making (laughs) jokes and I thought, oh, it'd be funny to say the meanest jokes possible or, I don't even know what the mean joke would be. (laughs) Oh, you were a little girl in E.T. You were, go back to E.T. Whatever, I can't, I have no idea (laughs) what I would have come up with. Go back to E.T. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My guy showed her. Um, But, uh, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I think it was probably mean. And and then everyone was laughing really hard at the mean jokes about Drew Barrymore. And yes. then um, the show went on. And then later, someone was like, Josh, they were there. <laughs> they were standing. You know, you remember the Ramada that you like, you can't, there's the doorway. They were and right behind the stage. There, and there's everything. not a wall there. It was cutouts of like f- yeah. foliage, like 
Yeah. A and maybe there's like backdrop. a piece of paper blocking. Like I didn't see them in the hall. Yeah. Like you couldn't see it's someone pass. But there's nothing stopping them from hearing you everything. Can hear, you can hear it perfectly back there. I remember that's how I used to watch the shows is hang out back there. Yeah. They and heard so every they, word. They heard every word. And I mean, in my memory, I was like, oh, the famous people were making the um the room uncomfortable. And so I felt like I was uh, taking the the I was uh, taking the piss oh, out of it God. by making people relax by being like, yeah, oh, yeah, who cares? God. And it was all kind of as a joke, but I remember um oh my God. yeah, I remember feeling like oops. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Did they were they like mad? Did they I come back that, in or anything? Well, there's a second part of the story, but but uh but Chris, what do you remember? Well, I remember them having fun and they seemed like they were they were laughing at things, but I vividly remember thinking they were gone and then they were back. But I do not. And I'm not. I'm they did not smoke. come back to their seat after that. I'm sure. I, did, <laughs> I do not remember you being super mean and it being a whole thing. Like, I, I think I, I pretty much everyone in the room thought they had left. Right. But they were behind. They were just behind talking to a uh, uh, a. They're friends with a comic that we used to see all the time, Karen, at 101 Cafe. She was a, she was a waitress there and, and also a funny comic, but she was somehow friends with them. And they, that, they were there. I'm just confirming they were there to yes. support, like yes. you said, their friend. So it's Who all was true. It? You said you were going to say her name. I know, I know. Wouldn't it be great if there wasn't a... <laughs> my family wasn't riddled with Alzheimer's. Uh, I, I also haven't seen her for a long time, but okay. she was funny and I, I liked her, but I think she's not in comedy anymore. Uh, she was friends with Drew Barrymore. Was yeah. she in a movie of theirs or something? I'm not TV sure show. how she knew her. And even back then, I wanted to ask, like, how are you just friends A-A? with Drew Barry? Yeah. A-A. Uh, maybe. Maybe. That's I how anyone right. knows any celebrity. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. usually they the connection. Must, they must have addiction problems. Yes. <laughs> Celebrities don't just you- friend you. You no. think a celebrity's gonna friend you? You gotta be no. addicted to something. <laughs> yeah, you gotta and give it up. Yeah, you yeah. gotta give up addiction to make friends with a celebrity. And help and them give it up. It's gotta be in LA. Yeah. yeah. And it's gotta be at UCB across from the celebrity center. You gotta stumble over there for a get <laughs> get to know people brunch after boozing up at birds. In oh, the early nineties, I we had a friend who went to AA and he would come back from the meetings and always be like, hey, you know, Ozzy Osbourne was there. Or he would name the super <laughs> famous people that would be at the meetings. So my other friend, Laura Milligan, started, she would be like, yeah, so-and-so is at his A meeting because <laughs> it was never anonymous. So she just yeah. called it A. His A. <laughs> just alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, alcoholics meeting. <laughs> I go to AM. <laughs> Alcohol, what's the M stand for? Meeting. Oh, meeting. Damn it. I thought it was going to... I thought the M was going to be... What's the opposite of anonymous? Yeah. Public? Mononymous. Monogamous. Mononymous. Monogamous? Has anyone made the joke? I feel like a joke I made once. I was like, that's too easy. I'm sure, like, probably someone like Chris has made that. Where it's like, oh, I'm addicted to workahol. Well, you... Uh, I think the fact that I laughed, snort laughed at it lets you know that, yeah, I would have said that on stage uh-huh. and everyone would have groaned. Yeah. You got to make some groaners. It's fun gotcha. to make a groaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on lately with you, Josh? What's your current 
you're, you haven't been doing stand-up. Uh-huh. You're I mean, just in your room. I'm just in my room. I'm just in the mm-hmm. room. I turn the fans off. It's starting to get a little musty. Probably Bobby's like a little musty. I don't know. I've just been, I mean, I've been getting some acting work here and there. Yeah. And uh, you're a great actor. I, thank you. I think that you, I would hate, I don't tell anyone to stop performing live. I think that. I mean, I'll, I'll, but, I'll not, it's not like I've quit forever. It's just sort of yeah. like, also, that's another thing I feel like, you know, you talked about like taking a writing job and then, and you're like, oh, I don't perform. And there is something about like performing, like if you take a break, you got this voice in the back of your head that's like, so some meathead, you know, telling you like, <laughs> oh, you're not hit pounding the pavement. <laughs> you know, and you're like, who are you? Get out of here. Where'd I, you come from? I don't have time. Or I don't want to right now. I, I think I haven't wanted to during the pandemic, but I wrote a couple scripts and like one of them, you know, is like a small movie I want to make in Oklahoma, you know, so mm. I'm trying to pull, figure out how to pull that off. And are I don't you know. from Tulsa? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And nice. I kind of been splitting my time between LA and, and Tulsa. Oh, oh nice. for for family visits. Yeah, my family, my family's here, and uh, yeah, you know that's another thing that's just like, well, pandemic. Uh, it's like you can do a lot of the stuff in LA, like do a, yeah. a great podcast from yeah. from hey. Oklahoma. Karen and I have been doing the that's same right. thing. A lot of family time for yeah. m- for months on end. Yeah, yeah. Tell um, me about this nine hundred foot Jesus that someone had a vision of. What's that? What is that? Bad. Isn't there a, a band or a band called MC Nine Hundred Foot Jesus? Oh right, right. yeah, right. that was right. just like a Christian rapper. But there was is also- he a Christian rapper? I didn't know. <laughs> no, he's, he's I, British. Oh, oh, but MC Nine Hundred some- Foot Jesus. He British mate. He rapping like yeah. a British mate. <laughs> yeah, are, it, are, are he is? Or is I he thought. thinking of the streets? What's he- I'm thinking? Oh, of yeah, the streets. streets is you yeah. think you're so I'm, fit? Don't you yeah. know it? I like. I actually liked him a lot. I like MC- that song, but I don't know any other the streets well, songs. Well, what's Orville Robert? Oral Roberts? Or Orville what's the, the car? Univ- no, Orville, Oral my car. Roberts in Tulsa. Yeah. Yes, Oral Roberts University. That he is the guy that had a vision of. And I remember he was quoted saying, I was seeing eye to eye with a 900-foot Jesus. And I'm like, what? Was he laying down? How would you be eye to eye with a 900-foot Jesus? He That's all also, I remember. Is It was like everything he said was it didn't even make sense. I think he was, the fam- he was one famously was like, um, if I don't get this much money by this amount of time, right. Jesus is going to take me away. Please. Yeah, yeah. Did it work? I think he got a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus didn't take him. But I think he, Jesus did eventually take him. <laughs> Has Jesus taken him? And do we know it was I think, Jesus I think and he's not been saying taken. Oh, I hope it wasn't the devil himself. It oh, could have been the devil oh, coming, the, da- coming up from below. In Tulsa, the, they've recently opened the Bob Dylan Center. Uh, oh, like a, cool. Bob, a Bob Dylan museum where they his archives were donated. And uh, it's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. And Last they, time I went to Tulsa, it, it washed away all the... The dirty feelings of performing at the Tulsa Comedy Club. Yeah, it's gotten better. It's a, it's a, there's a lot yeah, of interesting stuff so going on. Great. I loved it. What a uh, sweet audience that was. Yeah. I had a great, yeah. you're there now then. Yeah, I'm there right now. Probably be in LA in like two weeks, but uh, I'm just kind of hanging around, you know, doing, well, we should uh, doing get whatever. lunch, Josh. Yes, let's get lunch. Let's get a, <laughs> let's get a Reuben. <laughs> I mean, um, people are going back out. It's it's start. Things are starting to open up. I got all my boosts. <laughs> We've been boosted. We boosted. I, I got every boost. I would love I'd to like see more. you in more. real life, Josh. I know it, it would, would be, be great. great. Yeah, 
It'd be so nice. Uh, sorry, really quick, MC 900 Foot Jesus. Oh, yeah. My full apologies to Mark Griffin, who is MC 900 Foot Jesus. He was not only American, he's from Kentucky. Uh, so, what's I don't know hit? what I'm what's thinking. What's his hit? Um, he, I just know the music video was him in a cardboard box, and as he recorded the video, they it was rotate. They were rolling. He was rolling around in a box, and it looked really painful. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It's yeah. I'm get, it's one of those ones that's like you say it, say the name of it. I'll probably oh yeah, here's the how the whole song goes. But you know, I, I'm going straight to heaven. I don't know. See, Christian. He's, he has a song called "Too Bad Shut Up," which I enjoy. That's mm, I funny. don't know that either. It doesn't oh. have its. Hey, there's a song called "If I Only Had a Brain." That if I only to the- had a brain, I think yeah. that's, yeah. that's it, but it. I can't remember how that's it goes. It. I keep yeah. wanting to sing Skilo's hit song, you know, yeah. because, because I wish I had a brain. I wish I yeah. had a basketball. Yeah. I wish I had an Impala. <laughs> I, I wish of- I was taller. <laughs> yeah, Skilo's thing because it's like 900 for Jesus. He's pretty tall, but yeah. uh, but Skilo wishes that he could be yeah. just a little bit taller. A little bit taller, 901. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wants to be a 901er. Yeah. Oh, if I had a girl, I would call her. Yeah. Very sweet. But then he wants a rabbit and a hat and a 6'4 Impala. A rabbit in a hat. Yeah. That's a weird lyric. I mean, I think at that point, he's just running out of wishes and he feels like I have a lot of pressure to make more wishes. He's looking around the magic shop. What should I wish for now? I was a little bit taller for one. I was a... I wish I... Um, I wish I had a squirting flower. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had some trick gum. Yeah. I wish I uh, I wish um, I had some new insoles because I'm, I'm, I think I've got bunions coming on. <laughs> I guess I could go get that. I don't need to wish for it. Yeah. He's wishing for logical things that yeah. are under yeah. $10. <laughs> he's, wishing, he's wishing he could go to CVS is what he's really wishing for. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a CVS instead of a Dwayne Reed because I prefer the... <laughs> CVS to There's, that. I like the longer receipts. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> because those uh, <laughs> because those coupons, I take advantage of them. Oh. oh my Five God. for ten? <laughs> Josh, I can't believe this. I, sometimes we say this. This time I really mean it. That was an hour that went by like 15 minutes. Really? Very quickly. Wow. Yeah. Yes. This was a lot yeah. of fun. I'm like, oh, wow. I guess we are wrapping it up, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, should. And then you, you can turn on your air conditioner. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Take the Go fan to, to blow the secondary wind from the air conditioner. <laughs> uh-huh. Whatever uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Your, your whole, systems that you had set up, Rube we made you Goldberg, shut down. Your Goldberg uh, cooling system. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got a lot of DVD. Oh, you know what else I did during the pandemic? We don't need to get into this rabbit hole, but you're like, t- figure this the question, what else you have to do? I watched during the lockdown year and have continued to remain obsessed with a lot of film noir from the 40s oh, and 50s. Oh, really? I got real mm-hmm. obsessive and I just kept watching so I watched over 300 of them from the, the black and white ones. So yep. I'm real into that. Eddie Moeller from TCM. I don't know him, but Ugh. he's my main man. I'm a big fan. If I saw him, I'm- I'd be starstruck. <laughs> I always want to talk to him too. Me too. I watch. I love Ben Mankiewicz. Yeah. I tweet to him sometimes. He, re- he replied a few times. I think he oh, started getting great. annoyed, but he did follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> But. I bet he didn't get annoyed. I bet he did. My friend Millie Cherico, who has a podcast oh, yeah, of course. on our network, she um, is the, the programmer for the late night of TCM. Oh, the underground? Yep. So that's her. She picks those movies. She's a she's. I a, want to talk to Millie. Do, what does she have her podcast about? Those movies? It's called I Saw What You Did. Uh-huh. And Millie and um, uh, the Based off the Dick. William Castle uh, title? Wow. Yes. Yep. 
Yes. And they do, they basically do double features where they pick two movies and then you have to guess what the theme is between the two. And then they basically talk about them. And Millie is the cinema expert and Danielle is just the person who likes movies. They just talk about it with each other or they have guests on there too? Um, They've had a couple guests, but for the most part, no room for me to get in there. No, you could get in. You'd be great. Well, I could be in a, I could be a special guest. (laughs) I will absolutely, if I texted Millie, I'm, because Millie's best friends with April. Richardson. Okay. So I'm sure she knows who you are. So yep. I'm sure they would love to have you. Well, there was a couple of those, you know, they do those, uh, here's why underground movies are so fun and great type promos, which I love all the, I love everything about TCM. I didn't like when they did a redesign recently, but now I'm okay <laughs> with it. But they, re- you just <laughs> had to get used to it. That's it. That's it. And you know yep. what? Ben Mank even said, he made a whole spiel. You just got to get used to it. Or he said, <laughs> I, and I know, I know, you know, I know you don't like change. Or something like that. But yeah, I've also been trying to get a Ben Mank impression down where he's like, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, the, the film facts, blah, blah, and then he finishes that and he goes, from 1947. <laughs> he, always, he always takes a good pause before he goes, from 1947. Here it is. Yep. He winds up. It's the wind up in the pitch. Yep. I love Ben TCM. Mank. I think that the movie Mank should have been about Ben Mank. I am a huge fan of the both Mankiewicz brothers, Josh who is on Dateline, uh-huh. and Ben. Uh-huh. But TCM is when my dad and I are like, to have to be together for an extended period of time, like we go on vacation or something, or I'm staying at his house. TCM is what we can watch together, yeah. no matter what. Because if it's some old movie, he'll be sitting there going, you know, this guy fought in World War II. Like he always has some sort of like 50s trivia. Shoot, I want to do a podcast whatever. with your dad. I, He would be pretty great at it. I, it would be I, pretty funny. Because, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I heard about that. I'd be just yeah. trying to keep up. Yeah, I knew that, actually. <laughs> I always go, oh, really? And then look at my phone again. But yeah. it's, first of all, I love that they don't have commercials. I think that's, like, the greatest thing of all time. They just, you don't have to worry yeah. about commercials. Oh, yeah, know that. Yeah, it's the best. And they just roll movie after movie and they t- explain, Ben Mankiewicz at the beginning explains uh-huh. why you're going to love this movie, what's great about it, how some weird thing that happened when they were filming it, what it was like in the era. Mm-hmm. Like it's an education. It's really cool. Yeah. They have a a good approach to um uh also like, you know, movies that would be canceled or something today, you know. That's yeah. a slang term that I'm like, I say it, but I don't even... I don't want to say it. It's just that's the easy <laughs> word to say. Yes, you know, right? But the, but yeah. they always say, well, here's why you don't you don't cancel it, you know, and they're in their good flowery TCM talk. Um, yeah. Uh, but they do it well. They say, here's what, and we're gonna show it, and you're gonna like it, and appreciate it for what it is. Don't be so hard on it for today's standards or whatever. Oh, there's like a disclaimer that sometimes yeah. they do a disclaimer, but I think they do it. They do it softly. They do it. They don't do it like they don't condemn what they're going to show. You know, they don't say they don't yeah. condemn the viewer for wanting to watch old movies. You know, or yeah. whatever. It's just the context sort of a thing. I think. Right. I it's it. kind of like there. If there's a movie that's all about a woman, you know, like you know, a woman being being tossed between, you know, like she's supposed to be the wife of this person or that, per- you know, whatever. Then they're like, it's of the time, right? Yeah. And this is kind of like it's very reflective of what it was like in 1934 yeah. or whatever. Occasionally, yeah. they will do something that if I'm like trying to find a criticism, they might like, it's like, they might do something that's like, not a stretch, but it's like, you don't need to, t- do we have to tell today's audience that like just to make them interested? Like, you really got to make me 
you really got to explain to me that Sam Fuller's a feminist or something like that. You know, it <laughs> yeah. just feels like, just show the movie, you know, the smart people will get it. Yeah. 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 They, you can't rely on people being smart, I guess. Not even fill- TCMers. No, not especially not the TCMers. No. They have to fill that, like, there's the 15, 10 to 15 minutes when they, you know, changing reels or whatever between from movie to movie. Whereas I would love it if you just went from one to the other. Yeah. Just like rolled on through. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the door song to the other side. That's right. (laughs) Roll on through to the other side. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Josh, you're the best. Buddy. This was so fun, and thanks for having me. And thanks to, uh, yeah, and, and uh, better call Saul. I'm on it. Yeah, you're yes. great on it. Yeah, and, uh, a great yeah, show. At the end of this, I always say you've been listening to "Do You Need a Ride?" D Y N A R A R. But uh, can you do it, Josh, as Warner Werner Herzog? Okay, I don't think my Herzog impression is any good anymore. See, that's what happens oh, when you don't when I, you don't do stand up anymore. You think when you're, you don't you, pound the pavement, you think you don't pound it, you're gonna lose your Herzog impression. <laughs> <laughs> you have been absorbing the sounds of "Do You Need a Ride?" here today on this podcast network. There's only one way to listen if you are having a ride. If there's no ride, then you will have an overwhelming sense of loss and lack of direction which will which will sink you into an abysmal crying in your pillow depression there's no way out except to get a ride with do you need a ride D-Y-N A-R that's perfect this has been an exactly right production produced by Casey O'Brien mixed by John Bradley Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.